0: Anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God to begin with in the book of Psalms, Psalm 92, beginning at verse 1. It is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness every night, on an instrument of ten strings, on the lute, and on the harp with harmonious sound. For you, Lord, have made me glad through your work. I will triumph in the works of your hands. O Lord, how great are your works! Your thoughts are very deep. A senseless man does not know, nor does a fool understand this. When the wicked spring up like grass, and when all the workers of iniquity flourish, it is that they may be destroyed forever. But you, Lord, are on high forevermore. For behold your enemies, O Lord. For behold your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. But my horn you have exalted like a wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil. My eye also has seen my desire on my enemies; my ears hear my desire on the wicked who rise up against me. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree; he shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon; those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God; they shall bear-they shall still bear-excuse me, they shall bear fruit in old age; they shall be fresh and flourishing. To declare that the Lord is upright, he is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. Psalm 92. Then Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And then one additional psalm at this time. Psalm 100, beginning at verse 1. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endures to all generations. All of Psalm 100. Father, thank you once again for the gift of your word. Thank you for the many ways in which your word edifies us, draws us closer to you, strengthens us, and pours joy into our minds, our hearts, and our lives. Thank you for the opportunity to share your word and to read it each and every day. Father, more and more help us to grow in our love for you and our love for your word and our commitment to be hearers and doers of your word. We thank you and praise you for the wonderful gift of your word. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer, and he's going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Father, we come to you today, and we're so thankful for our listening family and what a blessing they are to us, Father. I pray for those who are lonely, Father, those that uh, perhaps have lost loved ones this past year and holidays can be so hard on them. Father, draw near to them. Uh, Lift them up. Encourage them, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Again, we appreciate you being a part of our listening family here on the Hour of Intercession. And today we're specifically looking at the topic, the weapons of thanksgiving praise and worship. And, you know, I think of this, that sometimes some might think, well, I don't like to think of thanksgiving and praise and worship as weapons, I think of them as good things, important things for believers to do as as followers of Christ. And of course, certainly that's exactly right. It's important for us to live lives full of thanksgiving, praise and worship. But at the same time, it's helpful to understand, yes, in fact, they are weapons that we're to put to work to build the kingdom of God and to tear down the kingdom of darkness. And we're to use them wisely and effectively effectively just in that way, as the weapons, the spiritual weapons that they really and truly are. So keep in mind, as we look through different passages that focus on this important truth, I want you to really have on your listening ears and your learning ears, because thanksgiving and praise is not only something that we're commanded to do and called to do as believers, we're wise to do, but it's a way to put spiritual weaponry to work that does great things to build the kingdom of God and great things to tear down the kingdom of darkness. So again, keep in mind, God's word time and time again calls us as his the people of God to be a people of thanksgiving and praise. And 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse verses 16 through 22 tell us: rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit, do not despise prophecies, test all things, hold fast what is good, abstain from every form of evil. Again, verses 16 through 22. Just a few short verses, but notice in that short passage, two important truths that relate to putting the weapons of thanksgiving, praise, and worship are mentioned in particular. Verse 16, it says, rejoice always. And verse 18 tells us, In everything it thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Why is this important? Because, again, it's very important for us to recognize and learn that, again, amongst other things, praise, thanksgiving, and worship are weapons. I want to take time now specifically. I want to share with you an article that I wrote entitled, An Attitude of Gratitude is Its Own Reward. And as, as I usually do, I want to encourage you, please email us to get a copy of it because... It's a very helpful tool and reference to be mindful of that reminds us of scriptures and the Word of God that calls us to be a people of praise and thanksgiving. But also, it's helpful for you to not only put to work in your own life and be reminded of putting it to work in your life, but also it's a good tool to encourage your family to make use of and a good tool to share with others as well. Again, the, I, the article is entitled, An Attitude of Gratitude is Its Own Reward. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17. Why is it so important to give thanks to God in the good times and the bad, in the sunshine and in the rain? Well, one reason is that life is a gift. Another reason is thanksgiving and praise are powerful weapons that help you to be an overcomer and a winner in life. First John chapter 5, verse 4. This is true no matter what the obstacles or truths you face. Allow me to share a tremendous illustration of this reality. Frances had what many would consider a tough, tragic, and troubled life. A doctor's error left her at six weeks of age with long, with lifelong blindness. Her father passed away when she was very young. She was raised by her mother and grandmother. Many in today's world would believe Frances had plenty of reasons to be unhappy, depressed, and without hope. However, in her autobiography, Frances June Crosby chose to write these amazing words. It seemed intended by the blessed providence of God that I should be blind all my life, and I thank him for the dispensation. The doctor who'd made the mistake later moved away. However, Francis wrote, If I could meet him now, I would say to him, Thank you, thank you over and over again for making me blind. Though many may conclude that living a life with blindness would be a sad, disappointing life, Frances considered it to be one of her greatest blessings. She considered her blindness to be a gift from God. She said, I could not have written thousands of hymns if I'd been hindered by the distractions of seeing all the interesting and beautiful objects that would have been presented to my notice. By the way, many know Francis June Crosby so much better by the name Fanny Crosby, the great hymn and songwriter. Fanny Crosby blessed the church and the world with songs that include Blessed Assurance, To God Be the Glory, Redeemed, All the Way My Savior Leads Me, and many, many others. She's a tremendous, tremendous example of one who lived with a grateful spirit and with an attitude of gratitude. Having this attitude was a great blessing to her, and she in turn continues to be a great blessing to the church and to the whole world. Make it your goal to thank God in all circumstances, for even in tough times, God really does run our cups over in blessing in so many ways, as Psalm 23 verse 5 points out. Take time to thank and praise God for his goodness. Don't focus on the negative things in life, focus on the blessings it will change your whole outlook on life. Also, being grateful to God for his goodness will stir up joy in your life. Be mindful, too, that being genuinely grateful makes you instantly rich in the truest sense of the word. Ask God to anoint you today with the spirit of praise and gratitude. Instead of complaining about the rain, thank God for watering his beautiful world for free. Instead of complaining about not feeling well, Thank God that you're alive. Instead of complaining about having to clean your house, thank God that you have a home to live in to clean. Instead of being impatient with family members, thank God for the gift your loved ones are to you. Instead of complaining about your job, thank God that you have a job and an income. Instead of complaining about the world, thank God for the opportunity to pray and help change the world to be a better place give thanks in all things and do remember this being a genuinely grateful person will bless you tremendously fanny crosby lived out both the literal and biblical meaning of second chronicles excuse me second corinthians chapter 5 verse 7 but by doing so obediently she became an example of colossians three twenty-three, and gave her praise to god for thousands of tongues to sing praise and thank god daily and often Living life with an attitude of gratitude really is its own reward. Again, the title of this article is An Attitude of Gratitude is Its Own Reward. If you'd like to get a copy, simply email me at joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. And I like to share the example of Fannie Crosby because she's such a beautiful example of a believer who simply was wise enough to obey God. First, the 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 7 again, lets us know, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And note this, that in Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10, we're also told, The joy of the Lord is your strength. As believers, when we're wise enough to obey God and live a life filled with gratitude, thanks, and praise, amongst other things, it causes the joy of the Lord to be stirred up more and more in our lives. And the source of the joy of the Lord is the Holy Spirit. As you stir up the joy of God in your heart and your life through a life of thanksgiving and praise, it allows the Holy Spirit to use you and work in and through you more and more. The world desperately needs many more believers that are full of the joy of the Lord. And and we can be full of the joy of the Lord as we continually and as a lifestyle praise and thank God in the good times and the bad in the difficult and in the tough and difficult times as well as in the sunshine times of our lives as well it's important to allow the holy spirit to work through us because the holy spirit can take the difficult situation you're going through and bring something beautiful and powerful through it so keep in mind obedience to god is its own reward and there are great blessings that flow and pour into the lives of believers as they stir up their joy and thus stir up the Holy Spirit to work through their even difficult situation. God is just so big. Father, thank you, Lord, for the fact that you've called us to be a people who live a lifestyle of praise, thanksgiving and worship. Father, anoint us all afresh with the spirit of thanksgiving, praise and worship. Empower us to be believers that are living a lifestyle continually of praise, thanks and worship and help us to know, Lord, that you can do great things no matter what our circumstances are As we simply are available vessels To be used by your Holy Spirit In Jesus' name we do pray Amen You're listening to the Hour of Intercession As we look at the topic The weapons of thanksgiving, praise and worship We'll be right back
1: Do you feel the world is broken? We do Do you feel the shadows deepen? But do you know that all the dark won't stop the light from getting through? We do. Do you wish that you could...
0: Peterson with Is He Worthy? Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We're looking today at the topic, the weapons of thanksgiving, praise, and worship. And I want to share a brief uh, touching and very powerful testimony that draws from the website of the minister of Peggy Joyce Ruth Ministries. She's a precious lady that is very much involved with teaching believers the importance of praying Psalm ninety one every single day, and she shares this very touching and powerful testimony about a seven year old boy putting Psalm ninety one to work in his life. The title of the this uh, simple reading is simply This is the Captain Speaking. My seven year old son Jack flew across the country. He'd been visiting family in Georgia and he was unaccompanied as he flew back to San Diego. While waiting to pick him up, my husband Dan texted me that the plane wasn't landing as expected. Instead, it was circling the city. Dan is a pilot and explained that they probably had too many planes, but not enough gates. The plane landed 20 minutes later, and Jack got off with a flight attendant in tow. The flight attendant pulled Dan aside, handed him a piece of paper, and said he needed to hear what happened. As the pilot prepared to land in San Diego, one of the landing flaps did not deploy. The pilot came over the intercom and explained that they were circling the city to put emergency protocols in place. A lot of times that means preparing emergency vehicles on the runway and dumping fuel in case there is a fire. To better better understand this story, I need to give some background. For many months, I've been memorizing Psalm 91. I've said it so many times and prayed it over my kids so often that they also have much of it memorized. Jack in particular has really clung to verses 9 and 10 in Psalm 91 to deal with anxious feelings he struggles with. Just a few months back, Jack suddenly became afraid in his room and refused to go back in there. As he learned the promises in Psalm 91, he was able to return to his room and sleep there again. But for a period of time, the frightening feeling was very real to him. Jack faced his fear at home with Psalm 91 and it helped him prepare for facing fear away from home with the power of verses in Psalm 91. He then asked the flight attendant and the people in his row to pray as the plane continued to circle. As he explained later to me, they prayed silently while he, Jack, prayed out loud. He shared scripture with those near him. After he finished praying, the pilot came over the intercom to say the flap, had fixed itself and they were cleared to land. I'm so humbled that my 7-year by my I'm so humbled by my 7-year-old. It's only been a week since that happened, but I've already prayed at least 50 times to have Jack's boldness and faith. I believe there will be people in heaven because of a 7-year-old who sees God as his savior in every situation and wants the whole world to know what he knows. And Jack's mom's first name is Jamie. Father, thank you, Lord, for the wonderful gift of Psalm 91, this wonderful tool and weapon for divine protection in a world so full of dangers, tragedies, and difficulties. Thank you for giving us the wonderful weapon that it is. And thank you for the opportunity for us to read that word, to stand on that word, to pray that word and be blessed by it. Father, more and more stirs to be believers who are not only putting it to use, but who are encouraging others to pray it each and every day as well. Thank you for the wonderful gift of Psalm 91. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Reading now from 2 Chronicles chapter 20, a powerful story, a wonderful story that illustrates the wisdom of putting the weapons of praise and thanksgiving to work. Second Chronicles chapter 20, beginning at verse 1. It happened after this that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others with them besides the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea from Syria and they are in Hazazon Tamar, which is in Gedi. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord, and from all the cities of Judah they came to seek the Lord. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court, and said, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand is there not power and might so that no one is able to withstand you are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham your friend forever and they dwell in it and you have built you a sanctuary in it for your name saying if disaster comes upon us sword judgment pestilence or famine We will stand before this temple and in your presence for your name is in this temple and cry out to you in our affliction and you will hear and save. And now here are the people of Ammon, Moab and Mount Seir, whom you would not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and did not destroy them. Here they are rewarding us by coming to throw us out of your possession which you have given us to inherit. O our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. Now all Judah, with their little ones, their wives and their children, stood before the Lord. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, in the midst of the assembly. And he said, Listen, all you of Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, of Jerusalem and you, King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, Do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours but God's. Tomorrow I'll go down against them. They will surely come up by the ascent of Ziz and you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them for the Lord is with you. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head With his face to the ground And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem Bowed before the Lord Worshipping the Lord Then the Levites of the children of the Kohathites And of the children of the Korahites Stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel With voices loud and high So they rose early in the morning And went out into the wilderness of Tekoa And as they went out Jehoshaphat stood and said Hear me, O Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and were saying, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. Now, when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. For the people of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir to utterly kill and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, they helped to destroy one another. So when Judah came, a place overlooking the wilderness, they looked toward the multitude, and there were their dead bodies fallen on the earth. No one had escaped. When Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away their spoil, they found among them an abundance of valuables on the dead bodies, and the precious jewelry which they stripped off for themselves more than they could carry away, and there. And they were three days gathering the spoil because there was so much. And on the fourth day, they assembled in the valley of Barakah. For there they blessed the Lord. Therefore, the name of that place was called the Valley of Barakah until this day. Then they returned every man of Judah and Jerusalem with Jehoshaphat in front of them to go back to Jerusalem with joy. For the Lord had made them rejoice with over their enemies. So they came to Jerusalem with stringed instruments and harps and trumpets to the house of the Lord, and the fear of God was on all the kingdoms of those countries when they heard that the Lord had fought against the enemies of Israel. Then the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet, for his God gave him rest all around. Verses 1 through30 of Second Chronicles chapter 20. And this is a very powerful passage in so many ways, but amongst other things it clearly illustrates the, one of the wonderful some of the wonderful reasons as to why we as believers should number one live a lifestyle of obviously seeking the Lord, but also a lifestyle of praising and worshipping God as well. When you go back over this passage, note how many times it mentions that Jehoshaphat and or the children of Israel praised and worshipped the Lord, rejoiced over the Lord, just worshiping God in the midst of it. And even in going out on the battlefield, the people went out rejoicing and worshiping God. And when they got there, they didn't even have to fight. God had fought their battles for them. What a powerful weapon it is that we as God's people live a lifestyle of praise, thanksgiving and worship, knowing that amongst other things, this activity releases the Holy Spirit to work on our behalf and the grace of God to work on our behalf as we go forward in obedience to God. Father, thank you, Lord, for this wonderful, powerful story of the great King Jehoshaphat and how that he sought you, how he worshipped you, and invited the whole nation of Judah to come before you, to seek you, to worship you, and to trust you, to bring deliverance from a tremendous enemy. What a blessing it is for us to know, Lord, that as we live a lifestyle of thanksgiving and praise and worship, that it allows the Holy Spirit to work on our behalf Help us to recognize, Lord, that whether we like it or not, every day we deal with spiritual warfare. And one of the great weapons you've placed before us, or some of those weapons in, in, include the weapons of thanksgiving, praise, and worship. What a blessing it is for us to learn to put these weapons to work in all circumstances, not just when the sun is shining uh, proverbial in our lives, but also in the storms and in the difficulties, in the trials, the, the The tough days as well. Help us to know, Lord, that all the more as we thank and praise you for your goodness, your grace, your power, and your might, even in the midst of difficult circumstances, troubled circumstances, even in the midst of the storms of life, it allows your spirit to rise up and show your mighty hand in so many great ways. Lord, teach us to live a lifestyle of praising and worshiping you, recognizing that the joy of the Lord is our strength and Living this lifestyle allows us to be used more and more mightily of you in many, many ways. We thank you and praise you for this opportunity. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Again, you're listening to the Hour of Intercession as we're looking today at the topic, The Weapons of Thanksgiving Praise and Worship. And hope that you'll take the opportunity to go back and read over every single passage we've shared. You know, we've looked at Psalm 23, Psalm 100, Psalm 92, Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10, which reminds us that the joy of the Lord is our strength. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, which reminds us that in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And again, more and more passages that are great passages are found in the book of Psalms and elsewhere that remind us that every believer is called to live a lifestyle of thanksgiving, praise, and worship. I want to invite you to look with me in the book of John chapter 11. Now, let me just mention this too. We can start this chapter and finish on the other side, but I want you to keep in mind, these are passages that remind us that, again, thanksgiving, praise and worship genuinely are weapons, important weapons for us to put to work in our lives. And so, again, we'll read on the other side, but again, John chapter 11, verses 17 to 44. We'll be right back. Elevation Worship with O Sing. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We're looking today at the topic, the weapons of thanksgiving, praise, and worship. And keep in mind, every believer is called to live a lifestyle of thanksgiving, praise, and worship. And remember, God is worthy of all the praise and worship we can give Him and so, so much more. So that's a great reason, just because He's more than worthy. But even beyond that as well, God wants us to know that a lifestyle of thanksgiving and praise and worship releases the Holy Spirit to work mightily in us and through us and to go mightily before us as we trust God to be El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. Uh, I want to invite you to look with me now in the book of John, John chapter 11. And for time reasons, we're going to read just a portion, but I would encourage you to go back and read all of this, all of John chapter 11. Read John 11, verses 1 through 44, at least, if you would, in this study. But specifically, for time reasons, we're going to start at chapter 11, verse 38. Then Jesus, again groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. And, excuse me, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, By this time there is a stench, for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now when he had said these things, he cried he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, loose him and let him go. Again, that was verses 38 through 44. Of John chapter 11. Please go back and read the entire chapter when you have time, but a powerful and a very important lesson we can learn from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ about prayer. Notice Jesus is there at Lazarus' grave, and there are many, many powerful truths and insights we can draw from this wonderful account of Jesus coming to Mary and Martha and then raising their brother Lazarus from the dead. But amongst other things, Jesus is teaching us an important truth about prayer notice the way Jesus prays before he calls Lazarus forth he simply thanks his heavenly father notice what he says again in verse 41 he says father I thank you that you have heard me and I know that you always hear me but because of the people who are standing by I said this that they may believe that you sent me Jesus was thanking God before he ever called Lazarus forth from the grave he, Jesus knew who he was in the Lord. He knew what he was called to do. And so he thanked God in advance. And very, a very important part of us, one more reason why it's important to live a lifestyle of thanksgiving, praise, and glory is many times when we begin to thank and praise and worship God for his goodness and his grace in the midst of a difficult situation, the fact is when we begin to worship and praise God intently, many times God will begin to answer our prayers before we even ask. That's how powerful the, the weapons of praise and worship really, really are. Worship is one of the highest forms of prayer, of course. And as we worship and praise God, many times God will start answering prayer before you even ask him. And so Jesus, very wisely, thanks God in advance. He's about to do something miraculous. But of course, remember, Jesus did it in the power of the Holy Spirit. And so most of the things Jesus did. Now, of course, Jesus is the only one who could die on the cross to pay for our sins. No one else could have done that. But many of the other things Jesus did, he wanted us to know we, too, can do in the power of the Holy Spirit many of the the same things Jesus did. And so Jesus wants us to learn to put the weapons of thanksgiving and praise to work in similar ways as he did thanking and praising God even in advance before he does the things that he's calling us to do through us. Father, thank you for the wonderful lessons about prayer that Jesus is teaching us in this passage. Help us to be wise students that will take and learn from these truths and put them to work in our lives as well. Thank you for this opportunity. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. One of the final passages I want to look at is found in Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16 beginning at verse 16. Now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us who brought her master's much profit by fortune telling. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out saying, These men are the servants of the most high God who proclaimed us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And, and he came out that very hour. But when her master saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities. And they brought them to the magistrates and said, These men, being Jews, exceedingly trouble our city, and they teach customs which are not lawful for us, being Romans, to receive or observe. Then the multitude rose up together against them and the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's chains were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awaking from sleep, and seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called with a loud voice, saying, Do yourself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for light, ran in, and fell down, trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? So they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes, and immediately he and all his family were baptized. Now when he had brought them into his house, He set food before them, and he rejoiced, having believed in God with all his household. Again, that was verses 16 to 34, Acts chapter 16. Well, again, a powerful example of men serving the Lord, who are serving the Lord, faithfully following him, and then they get in trouble for doing the work God has called them to do, but they were wise enough to, rather than move into a mode of complaining and being upset and angry at God for what had happened. They were wise enough to continue to seek God in prayer and keep right on worshiping and thanking God. Why? Because remember, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And remember, we're called to live a lifestyle of praise, worship, and thanking God. Why is that important? Because that allows the Holy Spirit to move into even a difficult situation, even a storm, and bring about great good because we're praising and worshiping God Thanking and praising and worshiping God In a trial, in a storm is wise Because it it invites the Holy Spirit to come in And bring wonderful things Out of a difficult situation How important is that we remember that? Paul and Silas are there praising and worshiping God Even in the midst of jail, God sent an earthquake And shook the prison And the prisoners were loosed And the jailer came in, saw the circumstances, was about to kill himself because he knew that if he had let the prisoners escape, he would be executed. But Paul lets him know, don't hurt yourself, we're all here. And he comes in and he jumps before Paul and Silas and wants to know, how can I be saved? And seeing this circumstances, the devil wanted to bring a lot of trouble and difficulty to Paul and Silas, but because they praised and worshipped God, Even in jail, having been jailed unlawfully and wrongfully, but praising and worshiping God, allowed God to send the earthquake. And the jailer ended up getting saved, he and his whole family. Because time and time again, when we learn to worship and praise and thank God, even in the midst of storms, God shows us how He can still give us the victory because of what a big and great and mighty and powerful God He is. Don't complain. Don't be upset. Don't be angry at the circumstances. Praise and worship God no matter what you see going on Because remember, even in the storm, God's up to something Even in the storm, God is doing something And As we praise and worship him We're focusing not on the storm But the bigness of our God and his ability To bring great good out of a difficult situation Father, thank you Lord for the fact that you are El Shaddai The God who is more than enough You are Jehovah Jireh, our provider You're Jehovah Rapha, our healer You're our King of kings. You're our Lord of lords. Lord, you're so big. You're so mighty. You're so great. You're so powerful. You're more than able to bring great good out of the storms and the difficulties and the trials of life. Help us to learn to be wise enough to live a lifestyle of thanksgiving, praise and worship, no matter what's going on, knowing that you're always at work. And praise and worship invites your Holy Spirit to move in and to bring earthquakes of blessing earthquakes of grace, earthquakes of mercy to bear upon our lives. Thank you for the opportunity to put the weapons of thanksgiving, praise, and worship more and more to work in our lives every single day and more and more empower us to be wise enough to learn to to live a lifestyle of putting these powerful weapons to work. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Well, as we normally do before we end the broadcast today, if you're listening today and you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is a great day to be saved. Today is a great day to commit your heart and your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Today is a wonderful day to make that step. Would you simply pray this prayer with me if you'd like to make that step in your life today? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so, so much that you came into the world A long time ago, you lived, you died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess. Lord, I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, by faith, I repent and turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. In the Bible, you told us, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, today I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you my whole life. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we very much would like to be in touch with you. If you prayed that prayer and committed your life to the Lord, simply email me, joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'd like to share with you some literature and resources that are going to help you to begin to grow strong and vibrant in your new walk and relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So we very much hope to hear from you. Again, that email is joseph at afr.net. Also, again, if you'd like to get a copy of the article that we shared earlier, um, the title of the article was An Attitude of Gratitude is Its Own Reward. Simply email us, same email, joseph at afr.net. We'll be glad to email it to you. Again, the article entitled An Attitude of Gratitude is Its Own Reward. Again, the email, joseph at afr.net. We are honored to be able to share it with you. Thanks for listening. Hope you have a blessed and happy Thanksgiving. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession.